The Florida Gators are still trying to add to their defensive line edge class for 2024. We got that and more here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Thursday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find out my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants Country, NFL 33. Today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash college. Or enter promo code Locked On College for a free white tech hat with any purchase. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. But now, Brian Smith is here to talk some Florida Gators recruiting. And we're going to talk about a couple commits that are already in this Gators 2024 class. Joining me now for Locked On Gators is Brian Smith, Locked On's recruiting insider. And before we talk recruits... I'm going to tell you that LinkedIn is the college recruiting sponsor across the Lockdown Podcast Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. And Brian, now we're talking about LJ McCray first because we've talked about about a billion and a half recruits at this point in the game. but and And most of the class for Florida is locked up. You got 21 commits right now. You're going to add some more to it, but there's only so many that you can add. And we've got not not a date, but a, a general idea of LJ McCray's commitment now, because the other day he tweeted October, and the he has the official visit to Florida State in October, which the expect the expectation was he's going to commit after that visit. Now he him saying October kind of makes me feel like, okay, he is going to do that. How should Florida Gators fans feel at, at this point in the game? Well, I would say that is as straightforward as it gets, at least on your end. Um, you're almost as pessimistic as I am in general, so that's not shocking. Look, Florida State's trending really well in recruiting, and you got to give Norvell and his staff credit. They've done a nice job. This is a long, long recruiting process. I have been watching recruiting battles out of that high school for 30 years. It always goes down to those two schools. I don't know why. It always ends up being Florida, Florida State. This could change multiple times based on history. LJ is also a kid that's a D lineman, which is a hypersensitive position in recruiting. So don't be surprised if somebody else comes in and really comes at him hard. It's it's hard to say, but I know Miami loves him too. And all of this leads to one thing. Can Florida get him on campus? It's not that far from Daytona to get to Gainesville, they need to impress him during the season. Yeah. I'm not super confident either way (laughs) with, with, uh, I'm just like, I'm at the point in recruiting where I'm like, okay, well it's going to happen. Whatever's going to happen is is probably going to happen. It's probably not going to be good because my heart is going to consistently be broken, but what kind of player is LJ McCray? Just, just on the film is, is he the kind of guy where it's like, all right, well, you're you're a Jack linebacker DN style, or you a DN that can sometimes bump in or out. What's 
where do you project him to wind up? Inside, at least part of the time, but he's so athletically gifted, just innately, that like he's in the rarest 99 percentile length, ability to change direction after stopping, stop and start acceleration. All those things are NFL-ish. Now he needs refinement. He's not polished at all. He needs to go a long way with his ability to use his hands and, and all the little technical things. But the ceiling is through the roof. So I think it'll be three technique long term, but he'll play some five technique too. And anybody that wants to run a three-man line as a D end, he's a, he's a nightmare. He can play some four eye. He'd be very disruptive there as well. But he's six five, six six, something like that. I, I've stood next to him. That's a that's a tall drink of water, and he's two sixty right now. In three years, that's two ninety plus. So maybe even a year and a half. You don't know. Probably going to end up inside most of the time. And for a player like LJ McCray, where we're like, oh, like it's coming down to Florida, Florida State is the most likely options. We're expecting him to be a middle ish season commit, maybe towards the back half of that. How much does the actual product on the field play into it for a commitment like this? Because I feel like I feel like it's so often where, you know, Gators Twitter, Knowles Twitter, Kane's Twitter, they're like they see what's on the field and they're like, not getting any more recruits with that rough season. And then the flip side argument is, well, that's why we need these recruits because they're gonna play early. So how much of the actual on the field product would matter for someone like LJ McCray in a Florida, Florida State battle where Florida State right now is projected to be a top 10 team in the country. I know that with our locked on top 25 that came in, I had them, I think I put them seventh in, in the country. I was right around there too. Yeah, so, so they're a pretty damn good team um, if we're just being honest about it. I hate them, but if we're being honest, they're a pretty good team and Florida could have a relatively up and down year this year. So how much of the on-field product plays into that? Depends on the person, but that's a great question. Relationships are still the bottom line. There are kids that will pick a three and nine team if they like the relationship with the D line coach, for instance, or the head coach, or both. LJ isn't the most talkative kid with the media, to put it mildly. So I don't know his personality and what he's looking for. I've been around him, but he's not real forthcoming. So I'm guessing, based on the history, once again, of Daytona kids, he's a I'm going to come in and play anyway, so I don't care. Um, What's in it for me long-term if I come here, the NFL, et cetera, is going to be 10 times more important. He's going to go where he's comfortable and he has the best relationship. Florida could still very well end up with the sign, signing day surprise or a signature, whatever it ends up being, with LJ. Long way to go because we're in early August, and it's signing day, I believe, is the 20th of December. So we still got four months. Yeah, plenty, plenty of time to go there. But we'll flip to the offensive side for, for the rest of the show, really. Football season is about to kick off for both college and the NFL, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner that is not the Jets, you can get bonus bets back every time they win in the regular season. So pick anybody to win the Super Bowl, Chiefs, Eagles, Bills, probably going to be your three most likely and you'll get bonus bets back for every win they get during the regular season. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. But we're going to start in the backfield, not at quarterback. We are looking at running backs because 
Kana Daniels is, is the only commit right now. And personally, I'm fine with, with Kanan Daniels being the, the lead back in the class, if you want to call that, or he might be the lone back. But Florida is going to at least look at other running backs as well. But what kind of player do you think Florida should be looking to bring in in that backfield? Are you looking for a, a complimentary piece, thunder, or lightning kind of guy? Like, how do you add to what Kanan Daniels brings to the table if you're the Florida Gators? Well, first thing you got to do is establish what Daniels is. And in my opinion, he's a three down back. That's one of the things like Billy knows running backs. He's a tremendous evaluator, developer. They, they figured it out. Like when they first got to Gainesville, remember they got the kid transfer over. I'm like, eh. obviously I was wrong. <laughs> you know I mean? Most kids go to like Louisiana. They're probably not going to be Gators and be impact. Like he came in and play. So they figured that out. He's taken some lower level kids that are going to end up in the NFL, et cetera. I'm going to trust his judgment. But since Daniels is so all around, he can catch, he can block, he's close to 200 pounds, probably an instant impact kind of guy. It just depends on what you want. This is rare. The coach just kind of recruits the best players because he could fit with anything. I'm, I know he's not the same talent, but since they went to the same school and he's one of my all-time favorite players, I'll, I'll use an example. Emmett Smith is about as well-rounded at running back as there's ever been. Daniels is the same style. Again, I'm not saying he's Emmett Smith, but there's similar builds and styles. I think they could go with a bigger back because obviously a certain guy that flipped to Georgia would have fit that. So that was something they were at least thinking about. But if there's a burner that they could maybe flip from another school, don't be shocked if they go that route too. The key though is Daniels. He's an every down SEC running back and he can catch the ball. They're in good shape already. Yeah, I, I know that I'm not a big, you know, high school evaluator, but I did watch Kane and I was like, I love like his like cutback ability to me. It was like the oh, big, yeah, he's natural constantly working there. And it, it was just awesome to see. And with your point with with Napier and evaluating running backs and bringing them in, exactly. he's killed it the entire time. You look at with Louisiana, Elijah, Elijah Mitchell, uh, Raymond sure. Calais. Trey Ragas, like he's got, he's had multiple guys that go to Louisiana and then to the NFL and Louisiana is not exactly running back you. So, so I will give <laughs> the credit for that one. And Montreal Johnson, true freshman, good year, Louisiana transferred to Florida. And it was like, well, can you do it at the sec? Two players that Florida brought in from Louisiana, that it was, can you do it at the sec? And they just whooped it was Osiris Torrance and Montreal Johnson. They're like the two guys who he brought over that we were like, they're going to be instant impact players. They're going to be instant starters. And damn, they answered the bell. But for you with Kane and Daniels, like we both like him. We're, we're both very high on him. Do you think there's any importance that Florida needs to add a second running back in 2024? Because right now Montreal Johnson is draft eligible after this year, whether or not he does go is up for debate after next year, Trevor Etienne will be draft eligible. Cameron Carroll will be out of eligibility at that point. And then your scholarship running backs again, right now would be Kanan Daniels and Trayon Wet. For several reasons that I'll list, I would take two. One, they, they are a run first team. If they have an, and this happens because it's a, one of the most daunting positions to stay healthy. If they have a run on injuries at running back this year, considering what I expect, and I think most Gator fans, unfortunately, expect to lack in the passing game, how's that going to turn for Florida? It's not going to be good. 
you have to look at and right now they've got running back. They're they're in pretty good shape this year, but as you noted, Dewey, they're not exactly in a great spot long term. If you take two this year, somebody leaves a running back, obviously in the portal area, could walk out the door anytime on Napier and the Gators. Taking two serves multiple purposes. Number one, helps depth. Two, a lot of running backs can play another spot, DB, linebacker, whatever. And then finally, you're looking for that dude still. I think Daniels can be the guy. I do. But that also goes back to the point I just made. If he is that good and you take a second guy that's a burner, maybe he's your next corner. Maybe he's your next nickel. Maybe he's your next slot receiver. I don't know. Take a really good athlete that can play multiple spots, start him at running back, and go that route. And, and then the final piece, you can always add a guy from the portal, too, if you don't get a second high school back. That's a possibility. Yeah, I think that for me, I'm like I'm fully sold on Cannon Daniels being a, he's good guy. Because especially for me, if you have vision as a running back, I'm like, okay, I know that you have a solid floor at least because I, I know that you're going to be able to – hit the right hole especially with this wide zone style there's going to be plenty lanes it's just picking the right one and i think canon can do that if you're watching or listening and you haven't worn bird dogs yet shame on you shame shame bird dogs are easily the most comfortable shorts i've ever worn and are the most versatile shorts i've ever worn their stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg to give you a truly sculpted look. I love them. I love them. I'm bottom heavy, so I love them. Skies out, thighs out. Go to birddogs.com slash college or enter promo code college for a free white tech hat with your order. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. At receiver, there's another commit for Florida with Great speed. Uh, Isaiah Williams, who I know you were, you got to see him in person I, at the time of recording this yesterday, at the time of it releasing two days ago. You got to see him in person. Uh, how is the Florida Gators speedy commit looking? <laughs> uh, he's his normal self. I was talking to him, and I've known him for a few years. Pretty quiet kid, but he seems to have kind of come out of his shell a little bit. He was very boisterous in warm-ups. Uh He's just a kid that just kind of going through the motions years have gone by and, and more, like he kind of stays to himself. He, he's got a little extra moxie, a little extra step, and he can always run. I mean, he, he runs by everybody. So his confidence has went up, and I just think he's a more natural receiver now. It's just reps, more maturity, a little bit stronger. He still needs to throw some peanut butter down his gullet, <laughs> but he's I, I get on him about gaining weight, but that's typical of Florida kids. They usually don't eat very well. He's a kid that's got a tremendous upside because I'm telling you, his explosiveness is just different. I've seen him 50 times because I live close to him. When he steps on the field in the SEC, he'll be the guy that they're chasing, and he'll be the rabbit. So I, I think he has a chance to be an impact player as a punt returner. One of the photos I sent you, he was returning punts. No, no shock. If they don't – I will personally have my own podcast. I will kick you off your own do a full <laughs> podcast on why – Billy Napier is screwed up by not using Isaiah in the return game. Full podcast right here. Unsolicited, that's the way it's going to be. And they also have a chance to use him outside or in slot. He told me a couple of days ago, because I asked him, I said, where are they going to put you this year? He said, mostly slot, but I'm going to move around. He started to take on a bigger role, which means he understands things schematically. It's pain because these offenses move guys around different packages. and It's not as easy as it looks, and he's cool with it. So I think he's starting to mature and figured it out. 
And once he gets the ball in his hands, make sure you got your recorder. Um, so if he's, you know, he, he's maturing, he, he's getting ready and he's, you know, when he steps on the field, he's going to be an impact player. Do you think there's any likelihood that he can step in and play as a true freshman in a room where at, at the time that he gets here in 2024, Florida is going to have, hopefully Caleb Douglas and Marcus Burke, Marcus Burke are starting on the outside. You're going to have year two. Andy Jean, Aiden Mizell, Eugene Wilson III, and then also for 2024, you'll have Isaiah Williams competing with everybody that is also going to be in this class. I'm not going to pencil in Jeremiah Smith, but I will say say that possibility, um, which, again, I think is unlikely, but I'd be remiss to act like it's impossible still. So is Isaiah Williams the kind of guy that you think can step on the field and play immediately? He can play early. I'm not really worried about who starts, but he'll be in the rotation because he's a competitive kid. Don't take the quiet personality the wrong way. Uh, Jeremiah Smith, uh, who I know extremely well, is very quiet on the field. I interviewed him the other day with Zaquan Patterson, and Patterson said, when Jeremiah starts talking, you're in trouble because you've really ticked him off. And Isaiah is similar. Uh, sometimes, especially here in the state of Florida, good Lord, the DBs like to talk a little bit, and then they end up having to shut up because the scoreboard changed. Isaiah is one of those guys that makes that happen. I think he'll play early. I just don't know exactly how they'll use him. Um, Eugene Wilson's the kid, and I know him well, too. Man, him and Isaiah are just exactly the same kind of player. Isaiah might be a teeny bit taller, but they're the same deal. In a phone booth, you can't touch them. So it just depends on who picks up the playbook, who's healthy, and who's picked up a little bit of strength in the weight room? Because SEC DBs, like you know, Marshall, has got a chance to be an NFL guy for the Gators. Why he's strong enough to battle with guys like Jeremiah Smith, but he can also run with Isaiah Williams, and that's what you're going to face. So, can he play? Yes. Now it's just how much and where. All right. Thank you so much, Brian. This is Brian Smith, Locked On's recruiting insider. Catch him every week on Locked On Gators and all throughout the Locked On College channel, including, unfortunately, LSU. I uh, hate that one. But thank you so much, Brian. Thank you much. Have a great day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with Brandon Carroll. And tomorrow might be a twofer episode-wise. I'm just, I'm just saying. Just saying. Might be two episodes on Friday. That's it. For Locked On Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants Country, NFL 33, and I'll see you all tomorrow.